Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks of all ages, FreakNet Studio probably brings to you, it is the greatest tag team in podcast history, the original freak travesty, Mr. 33% Dizzle J, this is Just Freaking Wrestling! Guys, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis T. And ladies and gentlemen, it is just me here this week on Just Freaking Wrestling. Dizzle J is across the country uh, for work-related stuff. So he will be back next time as we uh, get back together and continue on to the podcast as we wrap up Season 2. As we move towards the end of the new year, guys, we still have a lot of stuff to uh, cover in the next few weeks. We're going to give the next uh, 25 of our top 100 ranking. Uh, it's a ranking of uh, all current wrestlers based on mine and Dizzle J's uh, feelings on who we think is truly the top uh, star in the business today. So you're going to get uh, 75 up to 51 here this week. We're going to go over the results of Raw, SmackDown. AEW, NXT, we could even go over the results of TLC as well, and we're going to cover the SCW Christmas Bash show that's happening this Saturday. A whole lot to cover, a whole lot to go over, but first, I can't start the show without reminding all of you that Just Freak Wrestling is brought to you by Audible.com. If you're just like me, and you're a fan of stories and learning about history, you're just not a huge fan of reading about it yourself. Audible.com is the best place for you. It's the one-stop shop for all audiobooks. That's right. Audio.com is the best place to go to buy all audiobooks where you get somebody to read the book to you. That's right. If you just remember the time when you were a child and you had your parent read to you, or, you know, you're driving to work and you just can't sit there and flip the pages while steering the wheel. Audible is the best place for you to go. Is you can listen to the story being read to you. As you move on about your day, you can sit at your desk and listen to it, drive, and all that fun stuff. Uh, as a special gift from us, especially during this holiday season, you get to try Audible.com for free for the next 30 days. That's right, guys. If you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today, you yourself can get a 30-day free trial of Audible to try out for yourself. On top of that, to give you a credit for your first book purchase, absolutely free as well. Now, you can't beat that, guys. AudibleTrial.com backslash FreakNet today. Get a 30-day free trial of Audible, as well as a credit towards your first book purchase. Sit back and just listen as somebody else reads the story for you. <clears throat> guys, let's dive into uh, some of the results and everything. And we're going to talk about Southland Championship Wrestling because I'm not going to lie. I feel bad that I haven't been to a Southland show in quite some time. Work and other things kind of got into the way of that, and I do apologize to all the SCW fans who seem to be missing JFW at the shows. But don't worry, we will return soon, and hopefully a lot sooner than um, you know work allows it. Trust me, it's going to be a lot better at the SCW shows when we return there for you. But let's dive into some of the results and everything of the past shows and everything from last week. Uh, we saw Raw open up with the uh, final divorce decisions between Rusev and Lana. Um, 
Which I gotta say, it's weird to see Raw actually do something like that because it makes the storyline a little bit weirder. Uh, but I get that's the build up to the whole TLC match between Rusev and Lashley, where they end up having a table match, and we'll go over the results of that later as well. A uh, lot of discuss Rusev's sex addictions. Uh, he talked about how like he's happy that she's gonna be over and everything. If you guys never had a chance to listen to the Daddy backstage, that's on FS1. CM Punk kind of came up with a goofy concept for a future match. Uh, I agree with him. If you guys get a chance, go ahead and check that out as well because it's pretty cool to get that perspective from it. Uh, they finally they they signed divorce papers. Obviously, uh, Bobby Lashley does come out. Says he's going to marry uh, Lana and everything. Rusev is okay with him doing it. Ends up Rusev putting Lashley through a table. And uh, they decide on the table match at TLC. Drew uh, McIntyre uh, took on Matt Hardy. Which uh, I believe uh, Raw was in uh, Charlotte. So, you know, homeboy Matt Hardy uh, is there. Taking on Drew McIntyre. Pretty much just a match to get Drew over. Which did succeed as he beat Matt Hardy uh, with a pinfall. Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, uh, issue an open challenge to any wrestling tag team in the back, which is a lot better than seeing them have no squash matches against jobbers and stuff like that because it gets really old really quick when you sit there and have talent just get... It's not even enhancement talent that they're facing. It's like local people that they just squash, especially when you have a roster full of guys who are just sitting in the back waiting for something to happen, like Mike Kanellis. You know, EC3 and shit like that. Uh, but the Street Profits uh, came out and answered the challenge. If you guys remember, Street Profits is the f- uh, former NXT Tag Team Champions. Seen a lot on Raw. Really cool tag team. Uh, Raiders defeated them, but, you know, out of a show of respect and everything. You know, shook their hand or gave them fist bumps and shit like that in the middle of the ring. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and I hope to see a lot more of the Street Profits as they start to regrow the tag team division I think they're kind of losing a bit on. Uh, Seth Rollins came out uh, with Kevin Owens, and they're talking about, you know, the author of pain issues and everything. Kevin Owens accuses Seth Rollins of being, you know, the leader of the authors of pain. Seth denies it. Kevin's going on his little rant, and uh, he's going to find the author of pain gets to the bottom of it. He came across Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio gave uh, Kevin Owens his little bat that Ray used against Brock Lesnar and uh, the hopes that it will help him against AOP whenever he does come across him. Alistair Black came out to got Akira Tozawa. We saw a promo by uh, Buddy Murphy uh, discussing um, his future match with Alistair Black at TLC and everything. Uh, the match uh, between Alistair and Akira, was, it was pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of Tozawa just because I... Just never really got into like a lot of the 205 Cruiserweight guys. Some I, I did, as uh, I am a huge fan of Buddy Murphy. Uh, Black picked up the win. It was kind of just a way to get him over going into the pay-per-view. Andrade took on Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Carrillo ended up picking up the win because there was a miscommunication between Andrade and uh, Zelina Vega, uh, which ended up in like a backstage uh issue that they had that kind of showed how they were kind of falling apart there at the end. But a huge uh, huge win for Humberto. They're really pushing him, and I think he kind of does deserve it. Buddy Murphy came out, and uh, again, just like Dallas, a black match uh, against uh, Tozawa. Uh, Murphy's taking on Zack Ryder. Murphy picks up the win against Zack Ryder. Again, another push to the uh, pay-per-view match that's coming up. 
Kevin Owens finally finds the uh, author of Payne's van, uh, busts out the side of it a little bit, opens the door, goes to reach in, grabs the guy who's sitting in the chair to find out who he is just to be attacked by AOP. And I think everyone kind of knew who it was as the mystery guy turned around, flipped off his hood, and boomed to Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens gets taken away after getting beat up. Uh, Seth pretty much blames everybody. I don't know what you want me to do. You know, I tried and made everyone happy, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It was pretty fucking predictable. Now, two weeks ago, uh, Charlotte Flair took on the Kabuki Warriors in a handicap match, which saw the Kabuki Warriors, Kabuki Warriors win. Uh, Becky says she's going to do the same thing, but this time she's going to come out, come out on top, and clearly she did not as... Uh, she did, she did win by disqualification, but obviously she got laid out by the Kapuki Warriors. No different than Charlotte did two weeks prior. Now, one of the coolest things in this match was, uh, um, holy shit, uh, Sane did the insane elbow drop from the top rope through Becky Lynch on a table um, on the uh, mats below ringside. Uh, it was pretty cool, and again, that kind of built up to the upcoming TLC match that we're going to go over the results for a little bit later. Eric Rowan came out to face a local competitor. Again, this whole squash match bullshit. The local competitor uh, stole his cage because there's still kind of a mystery on what he's carrying around. I do believe it has to be some kind of vulture. Maybe a possum. I don't know. He destroyed the uh, competitor, taking the uh, uh, ref's uh, decision to stop the match. I uh, really didn't do much for Rowan because, again, it's just, you know, an enhancement talent to make him look better. Finally, we wrap up the show with the United States Championship match with Rey Mysterio, who is the current U.S. champion, uh, beating the former U.S. champion AJ Styles in a previous match. Uh, AJ looks like he was about to take the win when uh, Randy Orton came out, interfered, uh, distracted AJ. Um, Mysterio rolled him up into the pin and retained the titles. Overall, I like Raw. Um, I'm still a huge NXT guy, and I'm excited to do the results of NXT here next in a little bit. But I want to kind of give people the idea that, you know, Raw isn't really as bad as it's being perceived lately. If you sit there and look at the storylines and even the matches that they're putting forward, um, I know Jay and I look a lot at, like, Bleacher Reports and everything when we look at results and um, uh, kind of, like, their stories and even their grading on some things. And I get... I get how they grade some things and I agree, yeah, how they look at matches, even when it's like, you know, enhancement talents against Rowan or Tozawa against Aleister Black and stuff like that. Um, but when you look at the um, the logic behind of some of the things they do, uh, I think it would alter the grading a little bit more. But uh, all in all, it was good. I mean, it gave Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black that push they needed. I don't know where they're leading with the uh, Seth Rollins thing. I don't like it. I think it's dumb, but it's to keep Seth Rollins relevant, and you kind of need to do that when he is the top guy of Raw right now. Guys, we're going to dive into NXT results, but before I do, I just want to remind all of you that our merchandise is available at tpublic.com just by searching JFW. And if you haven't checked it out yet, and if you haven't looked at our Facebook page, we decided to release the new logo of JFW a few weeks ahead of time. We were originally going to wait until the season premiere of Season 3 to come out, but with the holiday season, we are the type of guys who like to give gifts to people who truly deserve the gifts, and the listeners here at JFW deserve to get the gift of our new logo. So check it out. Uh, the shirt with the new logo is available currently on the uh, T Public website just by searching JFW. And right now, because it is a new release design, there's a discounted price on the shirt. So make sure you check out tpublic.com 
search JFW. Check out the new logo on top of the old logo. Uh, the Dizzle J shirt. The Travis T. Dizzle J for President shirt. On top of many other designs that are available not only on t-shirts, but hoodies and baby onesies and tank tops and book covers and cell phone cases and laptop cases, pillows, stickers, pins, and magnets. That's right. All our designs can be put on a a plethora, I'll say plethora, well now I'll feel fancy as fuck for a moment, plethora of merchandise uh, items and stuff that's all available, and you can get that ordered and hopefully purchased by the time Christmas comes around if you get the expedited uh, shipping. Totally worth it. How about the podcast? Buy the merchandise today. Go to tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search JFW. Pick up your merchandise today. NXT this past week opened up with a cruiserweight championship match as we took as we saw Angel Garza take on none other than Leo Rush. Now Leo Rush has been a great cruiserweight champion since he took the title and made himself relevant once again in wrestling. Unfortunately, he came up short in the match where Angel Garza did pick up the victory. Now this has got to be my favorite cruiserweight title, cruiserweight match. I was just gonna say cruiserweight match I've ever seen. Up to that point, it was when Buddy Murphy won the title at WrestleMania, but this here took that to a whole new level because beyond the fact that they did everything Cruiserweights were supposed to do uh, with the high-flying maneuvers and making everything quick, fast-paced and everything, uh, it showed their um, their strength and their ability to overcome a lot of high-risk moves and everything and make it so impactful. I think it was a great idea for this to be the opening match of the show. Um, and there was also kind of a slight behind-the-scenes thing you saw later on in the show that I can mention that Angel Garza proposed to his uh, girlfriend, now fiancé, in the middle of the ring after winning the title, which is pretty cool. So congrats to you guys for finding love. Good job for you guys loving each other. Fuckers. I'm not bitter about it. No, it's cool. Next, we saw Cameron Grimes take on Raul Mendoza. Cameron Grimes has had a rough go about it in NXT, losing a few of his matches, even attacking uh, some of the stars at the uh, developmental. Uh, this match was nothing too surprising. Mendoza took the win over Grimes by pinfall. Uh, it just it, it almost felt like a filler match, and I'm hoping they do more with Grimes. I don't know what it is about him, but I like the whole like gimmick that he has, and hopefully it gets a lot better going forward. This match just really didn't show what each um, competitor could do in the match. So hopefully it grows and gets better. Uh, Travis Banks takes on Jackson Ryder. Jackson Ryder is from the Forgotten Sons. I think he's one of the greatest factions in NXT that needs a better push. I think it could be the next Aces and Eights, but successful. I think they need to find those uh, those guys who've been held back and throw them into the uh, into that group and make it a bigger faction and stuff like that. And maybe that's something I can talk to Dizzle J about. Maybe doing a freaking five uh, for next week. You know what? Fuck it. It's going to be my choice. We're going to do a freaking five for next week. I want you guys to give me five current NXT WWE stars who, if they were to take the Forgotten Sons, turn it into the Aces and Eights or the next NWO, who are the five Forgotten Stars that should be part of the current Forgotten Sons uh, faction? Uh, we'll do that freaking five. I'll put it up on social media here uh, as I release the show. Be part of that. Contribute to it because your answers will be discussed on the show here next week. Uh, Banks picked up the win against uh, Riker. It was a uh, it was a quick roll up, um, surprising to the Forgotten Sons, but he did pick up the win. Dakota Kai took on Mia and Yim. It was kind of Mia, Mia Yim's retribution against Dakota for attacking her at War Games and taking her out of the War Games match. Uh, if you guys 
watch war games or at least you know the results of a you know Dakota Kai kind of betrayed her team and you know uh yeah 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 wasn't really a huge fan of that happening uh Kai did pick up the win against uh Dakota Kai did pick up the win against Mia Yim and uh it's just it you need to go check it out. Uh, it was a cool way that it finished up. Um, yeah, yeah, did get the last laugh uh, in the situation, even after the match when she did a backdrop from up by the, uh, I believe it was a sound system, through a table down below. It was a really cool uh, spot in wrestling, especially in NXT, which NXT always produces oh, those kind of spots, and it's pretty cool to check it out. Brazango took on the Singh Brothers. Uh, I think um, Brazango's they're staying relevant. I, I, I guess I don't got much to say about them. I'm not really huge fans of them. But uh, it's cool that they are still a tag team. I think Tyler Breeze is very talented. And even um, Fandango, uh, still kind of a talented guy in his own in his own way. Uh, there was a moment after they picked up the victory against the Singh Brothers, which I don't know why the Singh Brothers were on NXT. I don't know if they're going to be stuck to NXT for a bit or not, but... Uh, there was a point where Fandango, uh, at the end of the match, after he picked up the win and everything, holding his elbow, which I think the injury occurred during a uh, a move outside the ring that he kind of landed weirdly on. Uh, he kind of looked at the camera and uh, kind of put up his hands and did like that, you know, show me the money kind of uh, like action to it. I'm not sure if that was a shoot or what there was aiming towards, but it kind of gave some interest into like what he was exactly talking about. Bianca Belair took on Caden Carter. Uh, Belair picked up the victory. Uh, huge fan of Bianca Belair. Uh, the hair thing, I think, is different and unique for her to have. Uh, it's different than any other thing that uh, the women are doing, but she's difficult to win, and it was a very good match. I definitely recommend checking that out as well. And, of course, uh, we wrap it up with uh, Ciampa taking on Keith Lee, taking on Finn Balor. Uh, triple threat match for the number one contendership for the NXT Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Keith Lee definitely deserves to be in this match. Uh, if not Keith, I think Dominic Dakovich definitely deserves to be in it as well. Um, Balor ended up picking up the win. The, the, the spot at the end on how the victory came about with, uh, Keith Lee doing the sit-out powerbomb to, uh, Ciampa and then in with the coup de gras that Finn Balor does Keith Lee to pick up the victory is really cool. And it's going to be really exciting to see, um, Finn Balor take on Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. I I can only assume that that's going to be the main event for next or this week's. Actually, no, I, I apologize. It's actually this week's uh, NXT show, as uh, we are also going to see Shayna Baszler take on Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. So even NXT is going to wrap up. Uh, well, now hopefully wrap up. And I know there's a couple more NXT shows and everything that are going to happen, but this is I think going to be the NXT televised show of the year. Um, and it kind of ended last week pretty good for what's going to lead into this upcoming week. Normally, uh, Dizzle J would do the results for AEW because I'm still not sold in AEW, not a huge fan of the the Dynamite show. Uh, but I'm going to deliver the results for it. Um, I apologize if I don't give AEW the credit that it's due. I know it's an upcoming company. I know that all the talent on there is really good. Uh, it's just, there's something about it that doesn't really draw me into it as much as like NXT does. But anyway, so, uh, AEW Dynamite did open up with, uh, Moxley taking on Reynolds. Moxley picked up the win, uh, in a pretty quick, uh, showing, uh, which is kind of cool because it gives, uh, Moxley that push again. 
And with AEW, obviously, Moxley's not too worried of being lost in the shuffle. He is one of their top guys. Uh, we then saw uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, selected by MJF, his tag team partner, QT Marshall, to take on the Butcher, Blade, and Bunny, um, a debuting uh, tag team of, of recent uh, showing. Holy crap, God, I can't even think right when I talk about AD, AEW. Uh, Butcher and Blade defeated Cody and Marshall. Uh, it was a pretty good match. It was a great tag team match, even though Cody can not wrestle for the AEW title. Uh, he's still going to find a way to be part of it. I mean, it's his fucking show, right? Um, <clears throat> MJF came out. He did uh, respond to Cody. Uh, he turned his attention to Cody, laughing off the idea that his former friend referred to him as a Chris Jericho knockoff, continued calling Cody fake and accepting the EVP, the executive vice president of AEW. Uh, he accepted his challenge to fight him. Uh, instead of telling the world... Uh, what the stipulations are. Uh, he says he's going to reveal them in Texas. And uh, so he revealed the. He announced they revealed the stipulations in Jacksonville, Florida on the first Dynamite episode 2020, as reported by um, Bleacher. Uh, it was a good promo. It was a good way for him to come out and kind of like show more of his heelish side and everything. And I think that's going to be a good feud between him and Cody. Big Swole took on Emmy Sakura. Uh, Swole defeated Sakura in a. A good match, not a great match, but it was a good match to kind of like get them more out there and more shown on uh, Dynamite. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega took on Skip Sabian, Skip Sabian and Sean Spears in a tag team match where Page and Omega uh, picked up the victory. Luchasaurus uh, went one on one against Sammy Guevara. Uh, uh, Sammy Guevara, I think, is one of the guys that. I feel bad I didn't know who he was up until AEW. Young kid, uh, a lot of potential and everything, and I think that's the whole reason Jericho took him kind of under his wing. Uh, Luchasaurus picked up the victory in that one as well, and also was a pretty good match for AEW. Uh, Texas Street Fight, we had the Young Bucks that took on Santana and Ortiz, uh, where the Young Bucks picked up the victory against them. Uh, all in all, it was a good show, but again, I feel bad that I'm not a huge AEW guy, and I'm probably not giving credits where credits do, or giving the discussion of the matches as much as I probably should, like this Jay does when he does the results. But don't worry, when Jay comes back, uh, after he gets back from out of town, you'll get more descriptive AEW results than I'm willing to offer to the AEW kind of a situation. But I want to dive back into WWE again because that's where I like to live and that's where that's where my uh, my fan support uh, pretty much lies, uh, believe it or not. So before I dive into SmackDown, I just want to remind all you guys that if you want to help out the podcast and contribute to us in any way possible, please check out patreon.com backslash jfwpodcast. I've mentioned before, our podcast lives and breathes through the support of our viewers and our viewers being you guys are the biggest... Uh, thing that keeps us going both on a um a mental um standpoint but also in some ways a financial standpoint because podcasting is not free and it does cost money and if you know anything about me and what's going on in my personal life um 
the finances needed to keep the podcast going is very important, especially nowadays. So, and Patreon is one of the best ways to do that. I mean, obviously, when we mention Audible, is important too, and even the merchandise sales. But Patreon is the biggest thing that we have going for us today that can definitely help out the podcast if you guys sign up for it and contribute. If you don't know what Patreon is, I mentioned it several times before. It's basically a way for you guys to sign up for a tier of um, sponsorship, if you will, for the podcast. Uh, we have several different tiers, ranging from a dollar down to fifteen, and each tier that you sign up for gives you a special um, kind of additional gift or an extra bonus episode and stuff like that for the podcast. Uh, some of our pa- patrons uh, we have currently are Becca and Brandy, who are patrons and have been patrons since we started up the Patreon a few months back. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Your con- your contribution to the podcast helps us go and helps us move forward, and we would not be here without you doing so. Uh, guys, if you get a chance, go to patreon.com backslash JFW podcast today and check out the tiers. Again, it's something as simple as a dollar all the way up to 15, and the 15 is more for like businesses who are looking for sponsorships through podcasts to get their name out there through our social media and our podcast fan base and everything like that. But the, uh, the the other tiers, though, like the $1, $3, $5, $10, so on and so forth, uh, monthly tiers, offer shout-outs to the show, shout-outs on your birthday, shout-outs on our social media. Uh, it also gives you exclusive content that's only available on Patreon, such as watch-along shows as we record a, um, a watch-along for like WWE Network uh, pay-per-views. All you do is turn WWE Network, mute the TV, watch the podcast as we discuss it through our point of views. And we also got some behind-the-scene dark match. Uh, we call it dark match. Some behind-the-scenes darker side of pro wrestling where we discuss incidents and situations, storylines in the podcasting world. And we're also going to look into doing some kind of uh, shoot interviews with independent wrestlers and stuff from the local area, which we're also going to put up to Patreon sometime in the future as well. So make sure you check out those uh, those tiers. Sign up today. Help out the podcast. Like I said, we cannot do this without you, and we want to do this for many, many years to come. So check out patreon.com backslash Podcast today. Be part of the Patreon and hear your name get shouted out every single week on our podcast. Following WWE SmackDown, the final WWE show before the TLC pay-per-view, Corbin and Ziggler came out to discuss the beatdown and humiliation that they put on Roman Reigns. Uh, If you guys didn't get a chance to check out what they did Roman Reigns, check out the show a couple weeks ago uh, as they chained him up to the ring post and covered him in dog food. It was pretty messed up, but it was probably one of the coolest things that SmackDown's done in a while. New Day came out, kind of talked to them about what they were doing wasn't really the right way to do shit. Obviously... Uh, that turned into a match later on in the show that we're going to get to, obviously. Uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss took on Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, Alexa Bliss looked uh, pretty good in her return and everything. Uh, Cross defeated Rose um, at the end of it. Uh, I wish it could have been better, but it's kind of cool to see, again, the women are still moving forward in the show uh, and part of the company and everything. Uh, even main event in the TLC pay-per-view uh, this past Sunday. Shorty G and Ali took on the Revival in a tag team match where the Revival picked up the win. And again, I think that's pushing them forward into the uh, ladder match that they had against the New Day at the pay-per-view. Dana Brooks took on Bailey As Bailey was doing a promo in the back, Dana Brooks was sitting there with Elias. Uh, I wish Elias was doing a lot more, too. That kind of sucks that he's kind of just sitting in the back like EC3 and all them. 
Uh, Bailey picked up the victory against Brooke, but Brooke's got a lot of momentum. <laughs> and it's weird the fact that she's getting momentum based on her social media uh, interactions with uh, Batista. Which, shout out to Batista and the NWO for being uh, announced as the first inductees into the 2020 Hall of Fame. Uh, I want to talk to Dizzle J a little bit about the NWO induction uh, because I don't understand why Xbox is a part of that. Uh, I think it should only be the original three, and if anything, uh, if there was to be a fourth man inducted, it probably should be Eric Bischoff. But uh, X Pac is mentioned as part of the NWO induction. But I'm going to talk to Dizzle J a little bit more about that as we dive into some Hall of Fame discussions here in uh, the next few weeks. But congrats to the NWO and Batista for being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I can't wait to see who else is. I don't think the Undertaker is going to be in this year because he has to be the highlight of that year. So maybe 2021 we'll see the Undertaker get inducted. Uh, Renee Young interviews The Miz uh, on the situation he has with Bray Wyatt. Again, from a couple weeks ago um, where Bray Wyatt brought his family into the whole situation. They had an interview at his house. Uh, Miz was talking about how, you know, the whole family thing is being brought in, how he doesn't really like Daniel Bryan, but, you know, respects him. And again, the situation with Daniel Bryan going missing is also part of that from a few weeks ago as well. Uh, Bray, Bray was able to get inside the house and leave some toys and stuff in her uh, crib. Uh, it's interesting. It's really cool to see that it's not The Fiend taking on The Miz at TLC. It's Bray Wyatt. So that was also a pretty cool thing to say. Heavy Machinery took on Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, where Nakamura and Cesaro picked up the victory against Heavy Machinery. A uh, great tag team match. Uh, Heavy Machinery still my favorite tag team uh, today in SmackDown. Kofi took on Baron Corbin, which became a tag team match, obviously, when there was an attack um, outside the ring. Not surprising. Uh, New Day picked up the win against Corbin and Ziggler. Uh, following that, uh, they were about to do to Kofi what they did to Roman Reigns a couple of years weeks ago. Chained him to the post, dumped dog food down, and Roman Reigns came out for the save. Um, security guards uh, end up jumping them. The Revival came out and attacked them. Dolph was about to jump off the ladder. Threw Roman Reigns on the table. Roman broke, uh, broke free from being held down and up putting Ziggler through the table himself. Uh, the whole situation was kind of cool ending to wrap up everything, getting ready for TLC. And speaking of TLC, why don't we go ahead and dive into those results right away because I want to get to our top 100 and I want to get to the SCW show that's uh, ahead of us this Saturday. So, without further ado, TLC results. Uh, we didn't get any uh, predictions or anything. First off, we don't need to because I already won this year's prediction uh, championship. But anyways, I just want to run through this real quick. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch TLC yet, uh, I would just skip ahead a little bit. I'm not sure how long this is going to take. Uh, if I had to guess, skip ahead to about uh, 32 minutes. I'll make a brief to get through the pay-per-view and everything. Kickoff show, Humberto Carrillo took on Andrade in a singles match, kind of to come back from the Raw uh, match previously. Carrillo, again, picked up the match against, uh, picked up the victory against Andrade. Show kicked off. The official uh, TLC show kicked off with a ladder match where New Day took on the Revival. The New Day ended up picking up the victory. There was a, um, a moment where the big ending by Big E was hit from the top of the ladder, which was really fucking cool. And then um, uh, Kobe Kingston was able to use the um, the hanger for the title belts above to knock into Dawson, knock him off the ladder, and claim the victory on that. Uh, one of the greatest matches. My second favorite match uh, of the show. Uh, my favorite match of the show, the match of the night for me, was Aleister Black taking on uh, Buddy Murphy. 
Uh, Alistair Black picked up the victory. It was a very, very good match. Um, if you guys were to watch any match in the pay-per-view, I would definitely recommend at least this one. And I hope they have a lot more matches ahead uh, of them because I think their chemistry is really good. Viking Rays had an open challenge at the OC, the greatest tag team in the world, uh, accepted the challenge. Ended with a double countout, which uh, fans chanting bullshit, which I agree with them, but I think it... I think it helps out both podcasts, or both, oh shit, not podcasts, both tag teams. And the aspect that it keeps the Viking Raiders still the dominant tag team, but it also keeps the OC as the greatest tag team. Uh, definitely building up to something more in the future, and I'm hoping probably at like Royal Rumble that they'll meet again. Ladder match, uh, we had a Ro- TLC match. Roman Reigns taking on King Corbin. Uh, it was also a great match. Um, looks like Roman had the upper hand for most of it until the end where uh, Corbin had all his buddies come out, attack him and everything, and picked up the win. Uh, the Miz took on Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, legit Bray Wyatt, not so much uh, The Fiend. Uh, he came out. Uh, Bray Wyatt picked up the win. He was still kind of more devastated and everything like that. Uh, before I begin on that, uh, I did tell you guys that about 32 to skip ahead. Go ahead and wait to about 34, because this took a little bit longer than I expected. So skip to 34 minutes. Uh, Bray Wyatt pulled out a huge hammer, mallet kind of thing. None, it seemed to attack the Miz and everything like that to kind of like, because the Fiend showed up on the screen. Bray Wyatt's like, oh my god, it's the Fiend. Okay, I'll do what you want me to do. So he grabs his mallet. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody who's hooded comes out. Hits him with the running high knee. Obviously, it's Daniel Bryan. Flips the hood off. Shaved head. Shaved beard. There's no more goat. Uh, I saw a couple memes where, like, finally someone rescued Daniel Bryan off the island. So, more clean shaving. Um, more of, like, the younger um, Daniel Bryan we saw back when he originally first started. Uh, Wyatt retained his title, uh, obviously, and everything. Uh, tables match. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley picked up the win after a distraction from Rusev. And, of course, we end with the TLC Tag Team Women's Match. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors took on Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. We saw the Kabuki Warriors pick up the victory, but during that match, we also saw an injury happen to Sane, which unfortunately didn't clear her to wrestle this past Monday on Raw. Uh, good match. Uh, a lot of people speculated if it was worth uh, finishing off the show for, if it should have been the main event. I think being the first ever women's tag team TLC match that included not only the Raw Women's Champion, but um, the tag team championships and uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, I think it was definitely worth it. Still a good match, but again, my match of the night was Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. There was supposed to be a match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton on this card, but they moved it to Monday Night Raw, which I have yet to watch Monday Night Raw yet. I usually watch it uh, post-day on the recording, so I kind of like double back and check everything out. But uh, great pay-per-view to uh, wrap up 2019. So if you haven't had a chance to check out all of TLC and everything um, and you did skip through the results, go ahead and check it out. Uh, it's, it's a really good pay-per-view, and I think every match had its own thing. Um, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm wrapping up the results and everything for the week because, I mean, fuck, you guys listen to 35 minutes of me blathering on and on and shit just solo, and I know this has to be fucking hurting most of you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into, um, you know, I'm going to wait to the top 100 to the end because I really want to dive into the SCW uh, show that's coming up here, and I want to give uh, all the information out that I can on it. So SCW Christmas Bash is this Saturday, December 21st. 
It is happening at the Clifton Commerce Center. Doors open at 6, bell times at 7. Tickets are $10 pre-sale, which you can get at Fit Body U, Genesis Martial Arts, or Glassworks, all down in the Bourbon A, Kankee area. Uh, pre-sale 10, at the doors 12. Uh, they are teaming up with the Salvage Yard Biker Church, uh, and they'll be collecting toys uh, for the Toys for Joys toy drive. Uh, new unwrapped toys can be accepted. Plus, they're also taking in any dry and canned food items as well. Uh, those can be dropped off at Genesis Martial Arts. Uh, you can bring them to the show. Again, helping out this time of year is the most important thing that any of us could do for anybody. Because uh, there are people who are less fortunate to us and who don't have everything that we have. So if you want to help out, SCW, every month they put on a show. Every month they're, uh, they team up with some kind of charity or foundation in the area to really give back to the community. So make sure you check that out. I did get a match card. Uh, I guess Seno doesn't completely hate me because he did finally send me a match card for what's coming up uh, this Saturday. Um, I'm going to run through that real quick, and I'm going to give you my predictions on and who I think is going to win these matches. And it turns out there are a couple uh, newcomers to SCW who are on the match card. Uh, newcomer Cody Jones is taking on Jake Cutler. Uh, I'm going to give it to Cutler. I've always been a huge Cutler fan. I think his attitude and his uh, in-ring ability kind of speaks for itself on what he's capable of doing. So I'm going to take Cutler in that. We have Elite Payne putting the Tag Team Championships on the line against the newly crowned ARW Tag Team Champions, the modern-day Sharpshooters. Uh, I, lo I love uh, MDS. I think uh, they're a cool rising tag team. And we actually saw them. Uh, beat Elite Pain in the Triple Threat Tag Match at ARW to win the titles. But this is a different... Uh, I mean, obviously, Elite Pain, you know, is Hunter Payne, uh, Mark, and Cage. God, fucking Maverick Cage. Um, Hunter Payne was in that tag team match in ARW. Hunter Payne is not in this tag team match in ARW, or at the SCW show. So, I think... Um, Maverick Cage is going to be that difference maker when it comes to this match because uh, I think he has a different perspective on how uh, how to wrestle in the ring as compared to uh, Hunter or uh, Mark. You know, I think uh, I think they more have an old school mentality, which is not a bad thing. Uh, I'm more of an old school wrestler myself, but Maverick Cage uh, is a, is a newer wrestler, uh, younger wrestler, and I think he's gonna have that. Uh, ring um, intelligence that the MDS bring into their show, into their matches as well. Uh, if you guys ever watch wrestling and know the concept of old school wrestling and new school wrestling, you kind of see how everything is a little more fast paced and everything now, where in the older days, is a little more slow moving, methodical, and stuff like that. And it's, I think it's going to be a good matchup uh, with uh, Mark's uh, old school mentality plus Maverick Cage's newer kind of concept of how to go about the ring taking on a team like MDS. So I'm going to say Lee Payne's going to take the victory in this one. Uh, nothing against uh, the new ARW Tatum champions, but they're still a little bit newer. I'm not saying that it was luck at ARW, but <clears throat> I think when you go up against Lee Payne, and I know you guys are thinking, Travis, why are you really building up uh, Lee Payne when you're an ARW guy? I got to give respect to where respect is due, and... Uh, Two-thirds of Lee Payne never did anything wrong to me. So, uh, Angus McDuff has taken on Starks in a singles match. Uh, I love Angus. Uh, since stepping back into the ring uh, a few years back after taking some time off, uh, he really has reinvented himself and rebuilt himself back up from you know, what he was a few years ago to now. 
Uh, I'm going to give it to Angus. Uh, he always seems to have the right answer for all the guys that he steps in the ring with. It does seem like he does his work. So I'm going to give it to Angus on that one. Newcomer to SCW, Zach Hendricks, is taking on the Sheik. Uh, word is this is for the Genesis Championship. So it's going to be really cool for Zach Hendricks making his SCW debut and going up and taking on the Sheik for the Genesis title. Uh, new guy or not, I'm giving it to the Sheik just because I know uh, I've seen him wrestle for years in SCW, ARW, uh, and several other different organizations everything. I know how he works, and he always seems to pull out the victory when you don't think that he has the ability to. Uh, he always seems to... And I'm not saying he doesn't know how to wrestle. And I want to get that fucking straight real quick before you guys are like, what? No, I'm not saying he doesn't know how to wrestle. It just it seems that... There's always a misstep when it comes to the Sheik and his in-ring, and I think that has a lot to do with the people he has outside the ring, um, kind of like getting involved. But when you notice that the Sheik is in there by himself, he has the mindset to make the match go his way in a better way than uh, having like uh, the um, Natasha Crane interfere or uh, Angus interfere and stuff like that. When they allow, well, obviously Natasha's not part of him anymore, which helps him out a lot because it's one less person outside the ring that has to get involved in his matches. So when they allow the Sheik to do what the Sheik knows how to do, he can kind of figure it out his own way. Um, Rather that be cheating, rather not be cheating or anything like that. Now that's a different story because here at JFW, we determine a win is a win. So uh, we'll see what goes on. But again, I'm picking the Sheik to retain his title. And I think he's going to end 2019 as his champion. JPH is taking on Willie the Bomb. Willie the Bomb I absolutely love. And I've watched him wrestle for over a decade. Starting down in New Breed Wrestling Alliance. Over to Elite Pro Wrestling. Even at ARW. And currently here at uh, SCW. He's taking on JPH. And JPH, I do believe. And I say it right now will be the future of SCW, and he will be a future SCW heavyweight champion if he ever gets that opportunity. That being said, I think the veteran stand, uh, the veteran ability of Willie that I mentioned with Lee Payne earlier, I think that's going to help him pick up the win against JPH. But I think it will be a definitely a hard-fought thing, and uh, I think it's really going to help uh, him show people that he's able to be a heavyweight champion. So... I'm going to give it to Willie, though, because uh, he fucking that dude could still fucking move after all these years, and that's really fucking cool. Hudson's going to take on Andrews. Uh, John Hudson, former ARW Tag Team Champion, uh, one of the most athletic top guys in the fucking business that I've seen in the Midwest for quite some time. Uh, it's taking on Jake Andrews, who I think is, again, Probably the same. Probably one of the best guys. So this, I think, is going to be a pretty technical uh, matchup between two top rising stars here in the Midwest. Uh, Andrews, Jake Andrews, I'm sure he's going to have the uh, the family out there with them. I don't know if anyone from ARW is going to be out there with Hudson. Should be a good match, but there's always strength in numbers um, when it comes to the family. I think Andrews is going to pick up that win against Hudson. Uh, newly crowned SCW Women's Champion, Casey Dillon, will be going one-on-one with Paloma Star. Paloma Star, one of my favorite wrestler, uh, female wrestlers in the Midwest, uh, has her opportunity to uh, win the title. Uh, I don't think she's going to win it today, uh, this weekend. I think uh, Casey Dillon is going to retain that title. She's probably going to have it for some time. 
I'm not making the paper uh, the show this weekend. I have to work, and I hate the fact I'm missing it because the main event is something I wanted to see ever since uh, the ARW show earlier this year, and that's Max Holiday taking on Hunter Payne. Uh, I know they had a show uh, a matchup last month, and again I missed that again for work, but. Uh, they're going, uh, they're going one-on-one in the main event of SCW here this Saturday. Uh, there's no word on if the title's on the line or not. Uh, I think that's yet to be determined on if they feel that Holiday is, uh, deserving of the number one contendership or not. Uh, I do believe he fully is. He did have to release, uh, relinquish the title due to an injury that he occurred, uh, well, in the ring, uh, and I agree with that 100%. I agree that that, if you can't defend the title, you shouldn't have the title. Um, but it's determined, it's, it's yet to be determined if the championship's on the line or anything like that. Right now, it looks like it's just a straight, uh, one-on-one singles match between Hunter Payne and Max Holiday. Uh, these are two, two vicious guys, and I will even give Hunter Payne credit where it is due. He is a powerhouse guy. He just can't go too long in the ring because at this point, the main event, it's way past his bedtime, and I'm not sure if the van's going to wait for him to get back to the home. So make sure you check out SCW uh, Christmas Bash this Saturday, December 21st at the Clifton uh, Center. Doors open at 6, bell times at 7. Again, tickets $10 pre-sale. You can still buy them pre-sale now or purchase them for $12 at the door. Bring unwrapped gifts as well as some dryer canned food. Help out the local charities that SCW does as well. Guys, let's wrap up the top uh, 100 list here with 50 through 75. Uh, at number 75, we have Awesome Kong. If you guys remember Awesome Kong, great year, part of AEW. Uh, she teamed up with Brandy, and they have a kind of group that they're growing. Uh, and they have a newest member, Melanie Cruz, who is now part of that as well. Natalia comes in at number 74. I think she had a pretty great year as well, uh, even with the passing of her dad and having the memorial tag team match with uh, Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania. She keeps herself consistent and probably like the longest-running uh Female wrestler in WWE today. Ken Shamrock made a return to Impact Wrestling, so he is our number 23rd pick. Matt Riddle sits at number 72. Uh, the fucking bro. Uh, I I know we had some discussion about him being a little bit higher, but I think with the list we have and everything, it's, it's a good choice and where he's at. Casey Killian Dane's number 71, uh, even separating from Sanity. He had a good uh, feud with Pete Dunn and the Priest for a little bit there, and I'm sure that he's not stopping anytime soon. Willie Mack is at number 70. Uh, I remember him from Lucha Underground. Jay sees him on Impact all the time. I don't have access to Impact. Jay does. So he says he deserves to be at number 70. Rick Swan, same thing, being released from WWE and the accusations being dropped against him. He still found time to make his career still relevant. So number 69, we have Rick Swan. MJF falls to 68 here. Uh, best friend of Cody, former best friend of Cody, still making himself relevant. Uh, and... Uh, AEW, I think, is pretty lucky to have a guy like him. Io Shirai's at 67, uh, with changing her gimmick and making herself completely other than what she is. Uh, huge fan of hers, and I think she has a long time ahead of her in the business. Number 66, we have a tag team of Rude and Ziggler. Um, they won tag team titles um, in their second time teaming up with each other. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bobby Rude, always has been. Ziggler has that longevity in Raw, and I think she, he deserves to be on this uh this uh, list, regardless if it's just as a tag team or not. Rusev's here at 65. Uh, he prob- We probably could put him a little bit higher, but 
I mean, he's he's just getting back into the swing of wrestling. I know he's been in and out uh, of WWE over the years. Young Bucks is sitting at 64. I know Jay had uh, some questions about them being so low, but I really don't. And I'm okay with that 64, as well as Heavy Machinery being at 63. And I think he just did that to get back at me for the Young Bucks. Rhea Ripley, I do believe, should be a little bit higher, especially with her championship match coming up here against uh, Shanna Baszler, her uh, turnout at War Games and everything. 61's Ali. Uh, not much to say about Ali. I think uh, you know him missing out on that title opportunity at Elimination Chamber kind of affected his uh, ranking for us, but he's still kind of staying relevant, kind of growing himself, especially doing like the behind-the-scenes vignettes he's been putting together for himself. It's been pretty cool. Rowan's at number 60. He did have that good uh, spot with uh, Daniel for a while. Uh, had some good push for a bit. Now he's over at Raw doing some kind of goofy gimmick, but... Damian Priest is at 59. Not much to say on him other than, like, <clears throat> you know, again, he had the Pete Dunn and Killian Dane feud. Sammy Callahan's at 58, current Impact Wrestling Champion. New Day, 57. Uh, even with Xavier Woods being out, New Day uh, still tag team champion, seven time. Revival uh, is at 56, held both Raw and SmackDown championships uh, over this past year and still keeps himself relevant in the tag team division. Dominic Kovich and Keith Lee come up 54 and 55. Keith Lee at 54, Dominic at 55. I think the Survivor Series will help them kind of like shine more than um, what people see on NXT. Leo Rush is at 53, and I think that's just for the fact that he was Cruiserweight Champion. 52 is Rey Mysterio because even at the end of his career, from my opinion, not the opinion of Dizzle J, but my opinion, I think Rey's getting close to the end of his career, but, you know, being 52 is pretty good. And wrapping up the... Next 25 here is the OCF 51, being the greatest tag team in the world as uh, winning the biggest gauntlet tag team battle here uh, in Saudi Arabia's pay-per-view for WWE. Uh, they keep themselves relevant. Obviously, AJ Styles included in that, but we're just talking about Carl uh, Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows. So we're going to wrap up that for today. That's 51 through 75. So make sure you tune in to our next episode where we do 50 through 26. Guys, we got no freaking five this week. We have no uh, final freaking thoughts this week. And we don't have any uh, Dizzle J pick of the week. Uh, Again, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me talk uh, for this last uh, 50 minutes and everything. I know it's rough being just me. Not a lot of you are fans of just travesty. So I'm hoping that, you know, I kept you entertained. And uh, again, make sure you check out audibletrial.com backslash freaknet. Sign up for the 30-day free trial. Get your free token and everything. And uh, again, sponsoring the podcast, we can't thank them enough. Check out our merchandise at tpublic, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search GFW, check out our merchandise, buy some today, get ready for the holidays, and of course, patreon.com backslash JFW podcast. That is the biggest place where you guys can sign up and help out the podcast in a huge way, and we thank you guys personally on every podcast and on our social media. Make sure you follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JFW Podcast. I do hope you guys like the new logo because it is here to stay for a long, long time. Let your wrestling fans know that JFW is available every week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Podbean just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling or JFW Podcast. And that's all I got. It is time to ring the bell on this episode. As always, I am Travesty, and thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.